praise for the wealth chef. And Wilson not only proves that nice girls can get rich, she does it in a way that's fun to read and easy to understand. A surefire recipe for living your life the way you want, free from concerns about money. In my book, That's Rich. Lois P. Frankel, Ph.D., author of Nice Girls Don't Get the Corner Office, USA. The wealth chef is a must, if you want to make your money work, for you and become financially free. I wholeheartedly recommend it. Catherine Dever, international speaker and business mentor, UK. This is so much more than a financial self-help book and dash it is an appetizer of food for thought, a main course feast of to-do list action plans and a cherry on top dessert of true empowerment and financial freedom, prepared by the best wealth chef of all and dash you. Narina Visser, head of data solutions and ifs at Medbank Capital, South Africa. I always dreamed that I might be a really rich grandma one day and dash but the wealth chef has helped me realize that financial freedom can come a lot sooner than that and dash and taught me how to create a fabulous wealth feast now. Sophie Wren, author and healer, USA. Thank you, Anne, for helping me learn to love money and get excited about creating wealth in my life. Since implementing the wealth chef recipes, I've quite literally created miracles with my finances. Michelle Clark, Business Success Coach, UK. I wanted to work on my negativity, fear, and anger around money and get rid of my debt. The wealth chef is inspiring, focused, honest and has, quite simply, set me on the road to success. To my surprise, I also had a lot of fun along the way. Susan Rodriguez, HR Executive, Australia. The wealth chef gave me a great sense of relief, and helped me to realize that only now learning about money doesn't mean that I'm stupid, just that I was underinformed before, and has been a real life changer for me. Wendy Brook, specialist horse trainer, USA. Anne cooks up a storm in her financial kitchen, providing wealth recipes that will help you attain financial independence, and have fun getting there. Well-structured. Practical advice and guidance about the route to financial freedom. The Wealth Chef has every recipe you need to create your financial dreams. Mike Brown, Managing Director of EFSA, South Africa. Just one line saved my husband and myself $900 on our car insurance and dash and that doesn't even begin to cover all the other amazing stuff we've learned. Nanir Razak, Founder of Comfy Sales, Australia. Like a great cookbook, The Wealth Chef gives you all the ingredients, tools, and recipes to control your money and create real wealth. Anne is an inspiration, and this book is how you will invite her into your life. And let her help you become financially free too. You will be unbelievably glad you did. Kate Emerson, the quick shift diva and author of Clear Your Clutter, South Africa. Copyright Copyright 2014 by Anne Wilson. Published and distributed in the United States by Hay House, Incorporated, World Wide Web. Hayhouse.com Registered Bullet Published and Distributed in Australia by Hay House Australia Propriety. Limited, World Wide Web. Hayhouse.com Bullet Published and Distributed in the United Kingdom by Hay House UK, Limited, World Wide Web. Hayhouse.co.uk Bullet Published and Distributed in the Republic of South Africa by Hay House at Thai, Limited, World Wide Web. Bullet Distributed in Canada by Raincoast Books, World Wide Web. Raincoast.com Bullet Published in India by Hay House Publishers India, World Wide Web. Hay House. Co. In. Cover Design, 
Antigone Constantina Dow cover image, to Bjorn Holland slash Ocean slash Corbis. All rights reserved. No part of this book may be reproduced by any mechanical, photographic, or electronic process, or in the form of a phonographic recording, nor may it be stored in a retrieval system, transmitted, or otherwise be copied for public or private use m-other, than for fair use, as brief quotations embodied in articles and reviews m-without prior written permission of the publisher. The author of this book does not dispense medical advice or prescribe the use of any technique as a form of treatment for physical, emotional, or medical problems without the advice of a physician, either directly or indirectly. The intent of the author is only to offer information of a general nature to help you in your quest for emotional and spiritual well-being. In the event you use any of the information in this book for yourself, the author and the publisher assume no responsibility for your actions. Cataloging in publication data is on file at Library of Congress. Trado paper ISBN 9781409466661098765432 First edition, July 2014. Printed in the United States of America. Dedication. This book is dedicated to my mom and my dad. Dad in dash thank you for planting the seed of possibility in me, for teaching me that my financial well-being is my responsibility and that as a woman, I have everything I need within me to be, have, create, and do anything I can imagine. Mom and dash thank you for teaching me how to love. The yin and yang of your gifts have taught me true wealth. Although neither of you are here to see this book, I know you would be proud. Support the eradication of poverty through women's economic empowerment. All author royalties from this book are donated to the Small Enterprise Foundation. The Small Enterprise Foundation, SEF, is a not-for-profit, pro-poor microfinance institution in South Africa. SEF works toward the eradication of poverty by motivating women from the poorest households to start or resume an income-generating enterprise providing them with a supportive environment where credit and savings services foster sustainable income generation, job creation, and social empowerment. WorldWideWeb.seth.co.za Contents 1. Welcome to the Ultimate Wealth Cookbook. 2. My Story. 3. Wealth Cooking, The Fundamentals. 4. Ingredients and Spices. 5. Your Wealth Cooking Scales. 6. The Obsession Magnet and the Big Y Seed. 7. The Wealth Health Certificate. 8. Planning the Feast. 9. Meet the Chef. 10. Wealth Recipe Number 1, Easy Wealth Pie. 11. Wealth Recipe Number 2, Expand Your Dough. 12. Wealth Recipe Number 3, Blitz That Bet. 13. Wealth Recipe Number 4, Protection Pate. 14. Wealth Recipe Number 5, Mastery. 15. A marathon or a sprint? 16. Momentum. Appendix 1, The Wealth Kitchen. Appendix 2, The Wealth Chef Calendar. Acknowledgements. About the author. Links. 1. Welcome to the Ultimate Wealth Cookbook. WLcom. You're about to discover how to make your money work harder, so you don't have to. Wealth and financial success are learned skills. You can learn to succeed at anything. If you want to be a great cook, you take a cooking course, you buy recipe books, you get to know your ingredients, and you practice. If you want to be a great golfer, you get a golf pro to teach you, you go to the driving range and practice your shots, and you get in the game to learn.
And if you want to be wealthy, then, just like cooking or golf, you can learn how to do it. It doesn't matter where you are right now or where you're starting from. What matters is that you're willing to learn. No one comes out of the womb of financial genius. Every wealthy person learned how to succeed at the money game and dash and so can you. I also discovered that financial success is 80% about the person and only 20% about the technical skills. 80% of the wealth that I've created in my life is a result of my mindset. The road to financial freedom is neither complicated nor difficult, though. Most people have been led to believe it is. The main reason so many people struggle financially is simply that they've never been taught the recipes for wealth. I've had this book in my head for several years. I must have read hundreds of financial books and, generally speaking, I found them to be very frustrating. They either gave me a great motivating story, telling me I needed to do something, but never exactly what or else they were jam-packed with technical jargon that confused me and sent me into analysis paralysis instead of making me take action. And some, to be honest, just bored me to tears. The why, the who, the what, the when, and the how. The Wealth Chef is a step-by-step book that teaches you the why, the who, the what, the when, and the how. It provides anyone who has the desire to achieve financial freedom all the recipes needed to create abundant wealth, as well as the skills to master them easily and effortlessly. Learning and mastering the recipes for wealth is about creating a gourmet banquet of your own life. It's about being able to feast on all the riches around us, sharing life's joys with those you love. It's about enabling you to get to the point where money is supporting you, not suppressing you, so that you can get on with the important business of living the big, shiny, purposeful life you came here to live. Being wealthy is about creating, expanding, contributing, and leaving more than you took. It's about having the freedom to do what you want, where you want, and when you want to do it. It's about doing what you were meant to do. If you want this in your life, read on. Here are the recipes you need to create the life you desire, as well as all the skills to ensure financial freedom. Recipes and Skills Just like cooking, there are a series of fundamental basics that every person needs to master in order to have control of their finances, be able to weave magic with their money, and create a banquet out of their lives and dash a rich and tasty financial banquet. Few people, however, realize that, just like cooking, these basic money recipes are easy to learn. At the very least, the five core wealth recipes will enable you to be a great wealth chef. You'll have all the skills, as well as the mindset needed, to ensure you and those you love never go hungry, and you'll be on your way to financial freedom, where the money flows even when you aren't there to tend to it. You'll be confident with your money management, you'll have control of your own financial well-being, and you'll understand how money works, how to bring it into your life, how to keep it there, and how to make it grow. Once you've mastered the Wealth Chef basics, you may decide you want to create a bigger banquet and master more advanced skills and recipes. You may then choose to learn some wealth cooking specialties and accelerate your gourmet wealth life with property or equity investing or creating a business that will expand your wealth significantly. Perhaps you'll discover you really love wealth cooking and being able to turn a few cents into a self-replenishing banquet. Having mastery over money and yourself, you'll see the endless possibilities this creates, as well as how much fun it is, and you may even choose to master all the wealth specialties, becoming a gourmet wealth chef. Reading, learning, 
and mastering these wealth recipes will save you both time and money by learning from others' mistakes and successes. The recipes will show you how to create a steady stream of income flowing into your life without having to swap time for money for the rest of your days. Most important, these recipes will free up your mind from stress and worry, because once applied, your financial freedom will be assured. Just like cooking. This book provides you with all the tools, skills, and knowledge you'll need to get your money and wealth sorted forever. It helps you to bullet learn the basic wealth ingredients to use in your wealth cooking and how to combine them and use them to create your financial freedom feast. Bullet discover the kind of wealth cook you've been until now, and the type of wealth chef you need to become in order to achieve your own financial freedom. Bullet determine exactly what financial freedom means for you and set a very clear target and intermediate milestones to get there. Bullet start investing in wealth generating assets. Bullet create a powerful debt destroyer recipe, ensuring that worrying about debt becomes a thing of the past. Bullet develop your own unique financial freedom feast menu, complete with the wealth recipes that you need to create it. Bullet learn the core wealth recipes and practice the key wealth cooking skills needed to keep and grow your money. Bullet know which insurance and key wealth documents you need in your life so you can have greater confidence that you and those you love are protected. Bullet learn accelerated wealth cooking specialties and advanced wealth cooking techniques that you can use to take your wealth cooking to a gourmet level and dash and so achieve financial abundance. Just like cooking, you'll discover there are many ways to create wealth, as well as many wealth generating specialties, but to succeed at any of them, you must master the five core recipes of wealth, understand how the key ingredients work, and be familiar with the characteristics and skills of successful wealth chefs. In the kitchen, I doubt that we would attempt to make a souffle if we hadn't yet learned how to separate an egg. Just as in cooking, wealth skills are built upon, one step at a time. The wealth chef is structured to teach you all the ingredients, skills, and recipes you'll need, in the order in which you'll need them. Learn them, apply them, and master them and your financial freedom will be assured. You've already taken the biggest step. By the end of this content-packed book, you'll know and understand the fundamental tools, processes, ingredients, and wealth recipes, so that you, too, can create your feast and achieve financial freedom. Including, 6 Wealth Pots 5 Core Wealth Recipes 5 Wealth Cooking Tools 4 Fundamental Wealth Flavors 4 Asset Groups 2 Wealth Spices 1 Wealth Accelerator 1 Unique Financial Freedom Feast Menu Once you know and understand these tools and recipes, and apply them in your life, you'll find wealth creation is as easy as boiling an egg. This book isn't a get-rich-quick scheme. Becoming financially free is not difficult but it does require a tremendous commitment. Like any worthwhile goal, it requires time, effort, discipline, and an open mind. But believe me, not achieving financial freedom is a far greater burden. Never mastering your money nor achieving financial freedom will suck energy, enjoyment, and pleasure out of your life, as well as prevent you from living the life that you're born to live. My goal is for you to learn from my own and other people's mistakes, so that your path to financial freedom can be even quicker than mine. With the recipes and the clear step-by-step approach, provided in this book, I know you can achieve all of your financial dreams. So let's get cooking. You've already taken the biggest step on your financial freedom journey, you've made a decision. You've decided to master money, you've chosen wealth, and you've taken action by purchasing this book. 
This alone is a huge step that most people won't make, because they've decided wealth isn't meant for them and dash it's too hard or too complicated, they're too young or too old, or a litany of other excuses. Set yourself up for success. This is an intensive program, and a significant amount of content and information will be covered. Please prepare yourself for this upfront, and give yourself the gift of making space in your life to put the time in, not just to read the content but also to complete the exercises. You may find resistance to doing this and feel what I call mad, money management avoidance behavior, coming up in you. Nothing to worry about, this is a completely normal reaction, when we decide to make any changes from our usual way of doing things. If you find yourself maving and dash perhaps mopping the floor suddenly feels more fun than getting your money paperwork out and dash then just observe your reaction, smile, and get on with doing what you need to do. The floor can wait, your wealth can't. Before we start, make sure your wealth kitchen is set up to support you. Buy file in which to keep your worksheets and notes, as well as the information that you'll be downloading from the Wealth Chef website. See the link at the end of book. I also encourage you to keep a wealth journal. This is separate from the notes that you'll be taking. It's where you'll track your emotional wealth journey, jotting down your key learnings and keeping a record of what comes up for you as you work through this book and beyond, as your mind and reality shifts to allow wealth in. I also recommend keeping a note of each and every wealth success you create. This is so important, as energy flows where focus goes and this journal will be a key tool in helping you keep your focus on wealth. You've already made a commitment to read this book, a commitment of both time and money. So, commit now to getting massive value out of it by following through, completing each and every exercise, and implementing the recipes and skills in your life. Only through action, your action, can you create change. Why? Because you're worth it. With love, Ann Wilson. 2. My story. My name is Ann-Ann-Ann Wilson. I was born in South Africa, a twin and the fifth of six children, so I learned how to enjoy hand-me-downs and make myself heard. After studying civil engineering, and armed with additional business management studies, I worked all over the world on exciting infrastructure projects, not only playing with big construction toys but also having the privilege of adding value and creating assets that helped improve people's lives. Along the way, I met my husband, and together we've lived and worked in Hong Kong, Australia, London, South Africa, and now Paris. From my last corporate role, as general manager of contracts and procurement for a huge infrastructure delivery program in South Africa, where I was responsible for making sure $12 billion was spent effectively on infrastructure delivery, I now spend my time doing what I love most, walking my dog in beautiful places and teaching others the recipes for wealth so they, too, can be free to live their lives on their terms. My journey to financial freedom wasn't always smooth but put away the violins. If you're expecting a rags to riches story or perhaps some cataclysmic event where I saw the light and everything changed in my life, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I didn't end up living in a container next to the highway, I've never starved, and I haven't had a near-death experience, yet. I grew up in a nice home, on an average street, with nice average siblings. Well ellipsis points not really and dash we seemed to spend a lot of time in emergency rooms with one or another of the kids being stitched up. My mom was a housewife and my father worked exceptionally hard trying to provide for his hoard. 
I received a good education and I had good opportunities. I was lucky, when I was 16 years old, I wandered into my dad's office, while he was poring over stocks and share prices in the newspaper, yes, back then that's how it was done, and asked him what he was doing. He explained to me a little about buying and selling shares and that he was investing in our financial future and dash I really don't remember much of the details, but what stayed with me was the following, and, he said, you are the only person who can ever truly look after your own financial well-being. You must take responsibility for your own financial future, you can't blindly hope that a pension, a husband, a job, or the government will ever do this for you, only you can make sure you have your wealth sorted out, and it's your responsibility, alone. I say I'm lucky, because my father planted a seed in me and dash a seed that took root germinated, and then just grew and grew. The problem, however, was that learning about money and actually doing what he said I should do was the furthest thing from my mind and so I happily romped through the next few years, having a ball, believing, like most people, that tomorrow is another day. I've got time to learn later, I used to say to myself. When I've got money, when I'm older ellipsis points fortunately, my father walked his talk and was a great provider. Unfortunately, he died young, leaving my one a widow and literally clueless, when it came to managing money. Dad had always taken care of that. My father had set things up so that my one was comfortably off financially, sadly, though and dash knowing what I know now and dash she never had the skills to keep growing the money that she'd been left, and although it saw her through for the next 20 plus years, she had to be financially careful in the last few years of her life. Even so, she was significantly better off than most of her friends. Here's the thing, 90% of all women will have to manage their own money and financial well-being at some stage of their lives, yet the vast majority of these women won't have a clue how to do it. Let's look at some numbers, bullet women are marrying later, in the United States, at 26.5, in the United Kingdom at 28.5, in Australia, at 27.5, and in South Africa, at 27 years old. Bullet 1 in every 3 marriages ends in divorce, 1 in 2, in some places. Bullet, even if a woman remarries, she'll typically spend around 3 years on her own between marriages. Bullet about 30% of women never marry. Bullet in the Anglo-Saxon world, nearly 1 in 3 children are born outside traditional marriage. Bullet only around 22% of women die while married, due to longer life expectancy for women. If we look at the cumulative impact of those statistics, we'll quickly realize that at some point in their lives, 90% of women will have to take responsibility for their own financial well-being. But and dash and this is a very large but, and dash it's just not something that we've been taught. And what about men? Our society still thinks it's the man's role to look after the money, but ellipsis points who taught the men? They receive the same education as women but have to pretend that they actually know what's going on. Heaven forbid the poor guy who confesses to total ignorance. No wonder money is cited as the number one cause of conflict in most marriages. I was just 22, when my dad died in dash never having learned how to manage, invest, or grow money from the only source I knew who knew how. With a hunger for knowledge and my father's voice in my ear telling me I had to take responsibility for my own financial well-being, I started out on my wealth journey. I started with the only recipe I knew, that of getting a good job, working hard, and hoping like hell that there would be something left at the end of it all. 
So I got stuck in, I studied hard, with a few dealers, to get a good job, worked hard to earn money, and then spent it on loads of stuff, because and dash well, that's just what you do, isn't it? When I got my first job after graduation, I was suddenly being offered money all round and dash store cards, credit cards, overdrafts for all the things a professional needs. Why wait? I was told. I not only could have it all now, but I actually had to have it now in order to be someone, to fit in, to be respected and successful and dash and, after all, I would be making good money, so I could pay for it later. In any case and dash that insidious phrase and dash I was worth it. So that's exactly what I did, I got the credit cards, opened the store cards, took out an overdraft, and even got an additional bank loan to buy red white water rafting kayak, because I decided that would be a fun thing to do. Yes, I went into debt to buy red plastic boat. Two months salaries worth. I then bought an apartment with an enormous mortgage and filled it with furniture bought on credit from the furniture store. Then I met a man. He whined and dined and courted me, and I needed nicer clothes to make sure I looked fab and dash luckily, I had the store cards for all that. We went on wonderful holidays, all on credit cards, impressing each other and, being suitably impressed, we decided to get married. As we were bringing our lives together, I discovered he was even better at this credit business than me. The only problem was that nobody had actually ever told him he was meant to pay off his credit cards. But, hey, that's what love is all about, isn't it? I quickly helped him out by putting some of his debt onto my cards, and off we set again to do what we were meant to do, industriously ticking all the boxes and dash the box of a nicer car to go with the nice new marriage, with a bigger car loan, a larger and better house to go with the car, with an even larger mortgage, brand new furniture to go with the new house, to go with the new car, to match the nice new marriage, all of these on store credit and dash apart from the marriage. And all, so that we could fit in and follow the script. Luckily, in my late twenties, I stepped back and took a long, hard look at where I was headed, and I didn't like what I saw. I suddenly saw all the stuff that we'd accumulated for exactly what it was, an enormous burden. I felt suffocated and terrified that this was going to be my life, a life spent paying for stuff, over and over again, long after any pleasure of buying it had dissipated. Worse still, I saw a life of stifled mediocrity, of being held back by this burden, of being unable to do the things I wanted to do, because I dug a hole too deep to get out of. I remember reading a quote at that time, which said, if you're in a hole that you want to get out of, the first thing you need to do is stop digging. I also saw my dad's face. I'd been blessed to spend quite a lot of time with him in his last few months, and during that time, as he was dying, he had told me to make sure my life meant something. He'd told me to live my life with passion and adventure and that, at the end of the day, what would matter would be, whether I could look back and know, that I'd experienced a full life, that I'd given myself fully to it and dash a life, where I'd spread my wings, where I'd pushed myself, where I'd really lived on my terms and, most important, where I'd fulfilled my purpose. And yet here I was, only a few years, after he died, heading down a completely different path, defined by someone else, locking myself into a prison of debt, just to fit into a definition of success that certainly didn't make my soul sing.
I realized that I was incredibly lucky, however, because, although we'd managed to build up a significant pile of debt and dash more than a year's worth of salary and dash we could change how this story was going to end. By using the steps and strategies you'll learn in this book, we were able to get rid of all our consumer debt in six months and dash which also included getting rid of a great deal of stuff. We became great salespeople. As we saw the benefit of having fewer belongings and our debt reducing rapidly, we got so much into clearing everything out that we ended up with enough money to backpack around the world for a year without having to work. And that's exactly what we did. I can honestly say that the lessons I learned in that time set me up for my subsequent journey to financial freedom and my wealth success. I learned the first key wealth skill how to spend less than I earned, and to save. I'd also discovered a key element of wealth recipe number one, pay yourself first. After a year of traveling, and mastering how to live on very little, I got a job in Hong Kong. We arrived in Hong Kong after having traveled down the river Yangs, and I just thought, wow, this city's cool, I'd love to work here for a while. So I did. This was the start of the second leg of my wealth journey. I felt I had to master what my dad had told me about making sure I looked after my own financial future, and so I implemented the next part of the recipe that I'd learned up till then, stay out of debt, spend as little as possible, and save, save, save. I got this formula down pat, in the process developing what I now realize is a money disorder, money anorexia. I believed I needed to control money to feel safe. I'd gone from one extreme to another, spending as little as I could, believing that, if I did this, one day I'd be able to live the life I truly wanted. I needed to see how little I could live on. I was so tightly in control, that I managed to make my husband and I live on less than 20% of what we earned, investing and saving over 80% of our combined incomes. And this in Hong Kong, which isn't exactly the cheapest place on the planet. Wow, you may think, awesome. Yes, it was, but it also came with a truckload of fear, deprivation, over-control, and meanness. You see, I also had a whole bunch of confused beliefs about money, I wanted money but felt guilty about having it and dash so, in order to have it, I had better not enjoy it too much. Looking back, I now understand what happened, I thought I controlled money and held on very tightly, but I didn't, in reality, understand it. I had no idea that money needed to flow and move. I also wasn't letting myself play and be creative. I made having money not fun. And then, the only thing that could happen happened, my whole life blew up in a spectacular way, and I ended up losing both my marriage and the money that I'd held onto so tightly. I clearly remember, the Tuesday afternoon my husband left, sobbing on the bathroom floor of my tiny apartment in Hong Kong, feeling lost, confused, angry, and incredibly lonely, not knowing where to go or what to do. What was I meant to do now and dash, because, obviously, what I'd been doing up till then hadn't worked. The following hours and days I devoted to reflecting on my situation. I realized that, although I knew how to save money, I didn't have a clue about how money worked and that just not spending it wasn't enough to be wealthy. I also realized that having money and financial freedom was not an end in itself and dash it was a very, very important means, but not the end. I also wanted a life and dash adventure, experience, joy, and relationships. In other words, I wanted to be wealthy and not just have a great deal of money. There is a difference. 
and so started the third leg of my wealth education journey, my journey to financial freedom and true wealth. It wasn't simple and dash far from it. Though I really wanted to get this wealth business sorted, I didn't know where to focus. Where to start. This just wasn't being taught in a straightforward way. I found inspirational books that got me all revved up but didn't tell me how to do it, as they weren't action-oriented. I found deathly dry investment books that put me to sleep, before I got past page 10. I found books on debt, or on property, but nowhere was everything put together in a simple, straightforward way, inspiring practical action. The good news is that through all those experiences, I never gave up. I held steadfastly to the belief that it is possible to learn to be wealthy. I studied hundreds of books, attended seminars and trainings, tried numerous different investment strategies, and through all this, I discovered that there were actually only a handful of core recipes for wealth, which, if learned and consistently applied would lead me to financial freedom, while I lived my life fully and dash, while I lived my life, on my terms and using my definition of value. And as soon as I decided to master these simple core recipes and stick to them, financial freedom came very quickly. I also discovered who I needed to become and what I needed to believe about money to not only create wealth but to keep it and grow it, too. Most important, I realized I could have both and dash a rich, full life, while keeping and growing my money and become financially free. In other words, I discovered the recipe for wealth. It took me only eight years from that Tuesday afternoon to become financially free. Along the way, I made sure that this time I enjoyed the journey and really experienced wealth. I traveled around Australia for three months on a motorbike, renovated three homes, always adding value, learning to make Lee light windows and Tiffany lamps, because one of the houses needed them. I lived in Australia, the United Kingdom, and the United States, and went back to South Africa and then to Paris. I became a firewalking instructor in LP Master Practitioner and Trainer. I got my motorbike license, hot air ballooned over Palm Springs and the plains of Africa, whitewater rafted down the massive Zambezi River, and canoed through the Okavango Delta. Ivan G. jumped off the Victoria Falls Bridge, worked on property developments with my brother and built a magnificent home that was featured in one of South Africa's premier home magazines, spent time with chimpanzees, dived in the Red Sea, skied and sailed all over the world, and at the same time worked full-time and had an incredibly successful career. During this entire time, I kept applying the core recipes, spending less than I earned, always paying myself first, and consistently growing my wealth. I found that by putting a strong financial foundation in my life and just applying these core recipes over and over again, while I focused on doing my best in each area of my life, with passion and joy, wealth would flow in. And it still does. I'm sharing this with you not to brag but to hopefully inspire you to realize that financial freedom is possible, for you, too. It is possible to live life to the fullest and have loads of amazing experiences, while creating your financial freedom. I don't know, where you are in your wealth journey right now. Perhaps you're just starting out and don't have a clue where to begin. Perhaps you've been earning money for a while now, but whenever you try to figure it all out, you have more incomprehensible jargon thrown at you and dash or, worse, some broker trying to sell you, yet another financial product designed to make him rich. Maybe you have some investments but you've outsourced your freedom, and you've handed it all over to a financial planner and dash preferring to let them handle that stuff. 
Maybe you've also tried a whole bunch of wealth creation quick fixes, only to end up back where you started. Or are you just tired of stressing about your financial future, worrying about debts and having enough money to educate your children, and just plain sick of wondering how you will ever get to grips with your money? Wherever you are right now, you're in the right place. The Wealth Chef will show you the big picture, lifting the fog for you and showing you how to make money and wealth an integral part of your life and dash finally. 3. Wealth Cooking, The Fundamentals Universing the fundamentals of wealth cooking was pivotal to my achieving financial freedom. Before I truly got these concepts, I was making loads of money actions, I was focusing on increasing my income, and I was even investing, but I didn't understand these fundamentals, and how they worked together, and so my wealth never grew. Quite frankly, I looked like an octopus on roller skates. There was a lot of action happening but I was getting absolutely nowhere. Once I fully grasped these concepts, though, my journey to financial freedom accelerated rapidly and dash and now, I'm happy to say, I get to live my life fully on my terms. And so can you. There are four sets of fundamentals you need to understand in order to be a great wealth cook, wealth flavors, wealth flows, wealth ingredients, and wealth spices. So, now, roll up your sleeves and let's get down to it. The four wealth flavors. Just like food has 4 plus 1 basic tastes and dash sweet, bitter, sour, and salty, plus umami, savory, in dash so wealth has 4 basic flavors. The very first thing to learn is how to tell one from the other, as success with your wealth feast depends on how well you use them and combine them in your wealth cooking. As with cooking, you can have great ingredients to work with, but if you don't understand flavors and just throw your ingredients in together without any understanding of how they affect your dish or how they interact with one another, you'll just end up with an inedible mess. Knowing these flavors is absolutely vital, so we are going to make sure you grasp them fully. Let me introduce you to the stars of the show. The four wealth flavors are assets, liabilities, income, expenditure. We need to know the difference between an asset and a liability, and between income and expenditure. Wealth cooking is about buying assets and stocking them in your wealth pantry. It's that simple. Unfortunately, simple isn't always easy. Most people have never learned what an asset is and never get to truly know the difference between an asset and a liability. Even our banks and the financial planning industry don't understand the difference when it comes to creating wealth. And understanding the difference is key to being wealthy. Wikipedia defines an asset as money and other valuables belonging to an individual or business. It also defines liabilities as a type of borrowing from persons or banks that is payable during a short or long time. No wonder people get confused. When I hear some of that financial talk, my eyelids begin to close. Is it the same for you? Don't worry, you don't have to talk like that to be great at wealth cooking. Banks define assets as anything you own that can be sold and converted to cash. In terms of creating your wealth feast, thinking an asset is anything that you can sell and convert to cash is not only wrong, but it's downright dangerous. What defines something as an asset is not words, but numbers. Now, stop. If you're freaking out because I've mentioned that seven letter M word, numbers, here's the deal. You'll never be able to create wealth if you don't understand numbers. 
You don't need to learn complex equations and calculus, but you must train yourself to understand how wealth flows and dash and to do this, you need to be able to recognize the patterns that money makes, as it moves through your life, and you do this by looking at the numbers. If you can't read the numbers, you'll never be able to recognize the wealth flow patterns and know whether you're filling your life with assets or liabilities. But here's the good news, it's not difficult. So often people come up to me and say, oh, and I've just bought a great property. They give me some numbers, and without their even having to go into any detail, I can feel my toenails starting to curl, because I realize they have no idea how to recognize the wealth flow pattern and so they can't tell an asset from a liability and dash yes, they've bought property, but it's not an asset. They're unable to recognize the flow of wealth that the numbers are telling them and dash a flow straight out of their lives. The Wealth Pantry Illustration 1 shows the two compartments of your wealth pantry, each with two drawers in which to keep your wealth cooking flavors. The income statement compartment holds your income and your expenditure. The balance sheet compartment holds your assets and your liabilities. So what actually is an asset and what is a liability? In terms of wealth cooking, the simplest way to differentiate them is, as follows, an asset is something that causes money to flow back into your life. A liability is something that causes money to flow out of your life. It's as simple as that. To create wealth, you need to stock up your asset drawer. If you want to be poor, spend your life filling up your liability drawer. Many novice money cooks don't understand the relationship between the two compartments and the flavors stored in them. Understanding the relationship between the flavors and between the compartments is vital to becoming a successful wealth chef and achieving financial freedom. Not understanding it is the primary cause of financial struggle. The wealth flows. To grasp the difference between an asset and a liability, you need to understand wealth flows. Wealth flows are the patterns that money creates, depending on the flavors you use in your wealth cooking. Each flavor has its own wealth flow. Income brings wealth flowing into your life. Expenses cause wealth to flow out of your life. An asset feeds your wealth by causing money to flow back into your life in the form of income, whereas a liability withers your wealth by causing money to flow out of your life through your expenses. Illustration 2 shows the wealth flow pattern of an asset. Illustration 3 shows the wealth flow pattern of a liability. It's not just the individual flavors that have unique wealth flows. When flavors are combined in different ways and in different quantities, different wealth flow patterns emerge. To understand this better, let's look at the wealth flow patterns created by different money cook types. Illustration 4 shows the wealth flow of break-even money cooks. Their asset and liability drawers are empty. All the income that flows into the income statement compartment is consumed by their expenses. These money cooks are those who have no access to credit, typically youngsters and students and many people who either have destroyed their ability to access credit or are fearful of debt. These people lead completely break-even lives. All the income that comes into their lives goes flowing straight out in expenses and dash, and if the flow of income increases, so does the outflow via expenses. The break-evens live their financial life hand-to-mouth, money comes in, money goes out. They've never been taught that they can actually keep some of what they make. When the money ends before the month ends, they starve. Break-evens have no concept of net worth, having no assets, no liabilities, and no balance sheet to speak of. Break-evens believe their problem is their income. 
they believe that, if they just made more money, then they'd be okay. Looking at illustration 4, you'll notice, that their wealth flow completely bypasses their asset and liability drawers. They don't know these flavors exist. In fact, most break-even money cooks don't even know, that the balance sheet compartment in their wealth pantry exists. This brings me to the second type, the spend everything and borrow more money cook. Borrow mores have the worst wealth flow of any other money cook, including the break-evens. They have most certainly discovered the second wealth cooking compartment, specifically the liability drawer. They have very high consumer debt and an ever-expanding liability drawer that pumps the wealth out of their lives faster and faster. They spend all they make, and borrow more. With the spend everything and borrow more money cooks, income flows straight into the liabilities drawer. They fill up their wealth pantry with lots of liabilities, usually basing their purchase decisions on nothing more than whether they can afford the monthly repayment, which, in turn, increases their expenses and dash and so all the money flows out of their life again and again. This is the wealth flow pattern of the buy now and dash pay later culture, where people live on credit. Borrow mores have bought into the illusion that having things equals wealth. Borrow mores also believe that income is the answer to their problems. One day they'll earn more, they think, and then they'll pay off their debt. They refuse to see that the problem isn't their income, but what they do with it and the wealth flow pattern they're creating as a result. This is the wealth flow pattern of the TV dinner money cooks. They represent a large proportion of the middle classes in Western societies. A small amount of their income trickles down into their asset drawer, but most of it pours out of the expense drawer, pumped out by their liabilities. As income comes in, they and dash like the spend everything and borrow mores and dash buy a whole bunch of liabilities, and because they don't understand wealth flows, they often believe they're buying assets. They typically own a big house and a fancy car, which increase their expenses and so money flows out of their lives, but they've understood that they need to save a little here or invest a little there, so a small amount of money also trickles into their asset drawer. TV dinner money cooks are aware of the need to save and invest. They often have some sort of retirement plan that they contribute to, and some even have additional investments in some form of equity-based packaged investment product but they prefer others to take responsibility for their wealth feast. They want to eat well, but aren't prepared to learn how to cook. They usually buy prepacked TV dinner investment products at high costs, and often the amount diverted into their asset drawer isn't really enough to make any sort of difference to their lives. The final flow is the wealth flow of wealth chefs. They use income to buy assets, which in turn pour income back into their income drawer, and that then pays for their expenses. Hold the image in your mind. This is the wealth flow pattern that we are aiming for. The previous illustrations are all, obviously, simplified. They show the flow of wealth through the hands of a variety of money cook types, as well as the flow caused by the use of different wealth flavors. They are useful, because once we understand these dynamics, we understand how to change the flow. These illustrations also clearly show why income is not the most important flavor in wealth cooking. I'm going to repeat that, because it's so important, income is not the most important flavor and dash assets are. This is important. Most people focus on trying to increase their income, believing this will solve their problems. But having more money won't solve their wealth flow problem and dash in fact, it may exacerbate it. Money is energy and energy is a magnifier. 
If you add energy to something that is fundamentally flawed, all you do is magnify the flaw. If more income flows into a flawed wealth flow pattern, in most cases it just causes the faulty pattern to flow even faster. It doesn't change the pattern. Only you can change the pattern, until you manage to transform your wealth flow pattern into a healthy one, having more income is just not going to solve your problems. This is why, all too often, when a person who isn't a wealth chef has a windfall, such as winning the lottery or coming into a large inheritance, the money flows out of their life incredibly quickly and they end up losing all the money and returning to the same financial mess, as before and dash or worse. If your pattern is one of spending everything you get and dash money flowing into the income drawer and then straight out of the expenses drawer again and dash an increase in income will just result in an increase in spending. Most of us are never taught the difference between the four wealth flavors. The only recipe we know is to get a good job and focus our whole lives on working harder and earning more and dash that is, to increase our income. We only ever learn the flavors of income, expenses, and liabilities but never learn the key flavor and dash assets. We learn a recipe to work hard for money, but only if you ever learn the recipe to get money to work hard for us. The asset drawer is the only place where money can work for you and assets are the only flavor that expands wealth. If money is not in your asset drawer in the form of assets, it can't do what it's meant to do. And money is meant to grow. Start noticing the patterns you've made with your money in the past and how it's been flowing in your life. The more you can notice this flow and identify the different wealth flavors, and whether something is an asset or a liability, the quicker your journey to financial freedom will be. Keep asking yourself, whenever you're about to buy something, is this going to cause more money to flow out of my life or into my life? Money has power. Sadly, most people allow the power of money to control them and dash to work against them. These are the same people who say, money isn't important, but who get up every day, work hard for their money to get it to flow into their lives ellipsis points and then let it all pour out of their expenses drawer, pumped out by liabilities. They work for everyone, except themselves. They work for the owner of the company, where they work, they work for the bank to pay off their mortgage and loans, and they work for the government, giving the taxman the first four or five months of their earnings every year. They then work for the retailers, giving them whatever money is left over, for a whole bunch of stuff that they don't need. It does look like slavery. Understand this, if you don't have control over the flow of your money, money has control over you. The Asset Drawer As you've already discovered, an asset is something that makes money flow back into your life. So is your house an asset? The bank will tell you it is, your financial planner will tell you it is. I'm telling you that your home is a liability. Owning your own home is for many people their dream, as well as their biggest investment. I own my own home, and having a home without a mortgage is a wonderful place to be. I remember distinctly the day when the mortgage on my primary residence was paid off. Knowing that you have a place that is wholly yours is a fantastic feeling, and I really encourage people to own their own homes and dash but don't be fooled into believing that your home is an asset. As long as you live in your home, as long as you're paying rates and taxes on it, as well as a mortgage and home insurance, and you're also paying to maintain it, and aren't receiving any income from it, it's a liability. It's making money flow out of your life. Is your car an asset? Nope, it's a big liability. As soon as you purchase a car, it loses value. 
and on top of that, it costs you money. It causes money to flow out of your life. You pay to keep it licensed, you pay to maintain it, and you pay for insurance on it. It's a liability. Most people never understand the difference between an asset and a liability and so spend their lives buying liabilities, mistakenly thinking they're assets. They buy a bigger house, believing they now have a larger asset and are wealthier. In fact, all they've done is fill up their liability and expenses drawer. Their mortgage goes up, the insurance goes up, the rates and taxes go up, and the maintenance also goes up. So they focus on increasing their income to pay for all these expenses and dash and the wealth flow pattern stays the same, just going faster. The same happens if they buy a new, more expensive car, believing that this will also make them wealthy. Again, all that happens is that they increase their liabilities and expenses. Their car tax goes up, their insurance goes up, and their maintenance goes up. I was horrified the other day, when I heard someone describing her $1,000 shoes as an asset. No, darling, all you have is yet another expensive thing cluttering your life, which has just killed a whole bunch of your little wealth elves, who could have been bibbering away creating more money, for you. So, sadly, these people lose more than just the money they spend on liabilities, they also lose the money they have to spend to maintain them. The biggest loss of all, however, is the loss of all the opportunities that they missed to buy assets and dash real assets. You see, if all of your income is tied up maintaining an expensive lifestyle and feeding your liabilities, you can't add to your asset drawer and dash and asset is the only flavor that creates wealth. So, what should you be stocking in your asset drawer? Asset ingredients fall into four groups. 1. Equity, stocks and shares, bonds and mutual funds. In essence, they are a part of another business and dash you share in the profits of somebody else's business. The income from equities is sometimes called portfolio income. 2. Income generating property, residential or commercial. This is not your private home. These are properties from which you receive income in the form of rent. Income from property is sometimes called passive income. 3. Low input businesses, businesses that make a profit for you without your having to be actively involved. They include royalties from books, e-products, patents, and music. These are things that keep bringing money into your life and dash businesses, where you put the effort in up front and then leave them to do what they're meant to do, which is to make you money. They also include vending machines, ADMs, automatic car wash systems, and most online businesses, which, once created, are driven and sold through a series of automated systems. For you, your mind and your ability to create value and grow your income to feed your asset drawer. But if asset is the only flavor that actually creates wealth, what are the other flavors in the wealth pantry for? The answer is, they work together to create wealth. Flavors work together. Just like in cooking, we need a mix of flavors. Wealth flavors work in the same way, as, say, salt and dash which we need in order to bring out some of the taste in life. We all have expenses, and always will. Expenses are about living and enjoying our life, and we need to enjoy it and dash but in a managed, conscious way. Consciously knowing that every bit of money we let flow out of our lives will bring value. We also need liabilities. Liabilities are the fuel that gives us the initial boost on our wealth journey. When we use liabilities with skill, we can really accelerate our wealth journey exponentially. 
This is the difference between good debts which make our wealth grow, and bad debts which destroy our wealth, and being able to read wealth flow patterns will help you recognize the difference. We also need income to cover our expenses but, more important, we need it to fill our asset drawer. And we need assets to feast on. A healthy, abundant wealth flow uses all four flavors, assets, liabilities, income, and expenditure, in balance. You need to understand the relationship between them and the role they play in your wealth cooking, so that you can create your financial freedom feast. Your goal in stocking your wealth pantry and creating a healthy wealth flow pattern in your life is to bullet divert as much of your income as possible to your asset drawer bullet reduce your expenses and make this drawer as small as possible bullet reduce your liability drawer bullet increase your asset drawer. Illustration 8 shows the wealth pantry of the poor. This is really a wealth destroyer's pantry, as you can see, there's a small income and asset drawer. And a large liability drawer that pumps money out and enlarges the expenses drawer. Illustration 9 is the wealth chef's pantry. There's a large income drawer, a huge drawer full of growing assets, and then smaller, reasonably sized liabilities and expenses drawers. Remember. Bullet there are two compartments in your wealth pantry, each with two drawers in which to keep your wealth cooking ingredients, sorted into four flavors. Bullet the income statement compartment holds your income and your expenses. The balance sheet compartment holds your assets and your liabilities. Your life is your business. Your income statement, together with your balance sheet, are your two wealth cooking measures that show you how successful you are in the money aspect of the business called your life. These are the most important performance measures you have to tell you how you're doing. The income statement is also referred to as a profit and loss statement because it shows you whether you're making a profit or incurring a loss in your life and dash every month, every year. A business needs to make a profit or it very quickly ceases to exist. And the only way a business can make a profit is by ensuring that the income going into the drawer in the income statement compartment is bigger than the expenses going out. The balance sheet compartment shows you whether your business and dash your wealth and dash is growing or shrinking. In nature, if something isn't growing, it's dying. You determine this by your net worth, which is simply the difference between the size of your assets and liabilities. Your goal is first, a positive net worth and dash that is, more assets than liabilities and dash and second, a positive net worth that is increasing. A net worth that doesn't increase every month is a clear sign of a sick wealth flow pattern, indicating that you need to change something fast. For the benefit of your wealth cooking, the income statement and the balance sheet work together. The balance sheet adds to either the income drawer or the expenses drawer, depending on the size of the asset and liability columns. The more assets you have in the balance sheet, the more income you have going into the income drawer and dash which means the more assets you can buy and dash and so your wealth pot expands exponentially.